0: Good evening and welcome to episode 169 of the HHH Racing Podcast. I'm your host, Howard Kravitz. We have a fantastic show today. Did anything happen in the horse racing world today? I mean, I've been busy with school. I I started uh, my full-time work again as a high school math teacher. I heard a few things happen in the horse racing world today. I don't know. We might talk about that a little bit as well. But thanks for joining us. Uh, tonight is our main feature. This evening we'll be discussing the Alabama stakes and Lake Placid stakes and the late pick five Saturday at Saratoga. As unfortunately, if uh, of course, we're all big fans of Saratoga. There is only three weekends left of the racing season, including uh, this season. Please make sure you subscribe right there on the bottom right hand side of the screen. Also, I'll hit that notification bell so you know when new content will arise smash that thumbs up button we would really appreciate that as well of course on my name tag you can see my uh, twitter at h kravitz and on the scroll at the bottom of the screen h kravitz at gmail.com uh, a few quick things before i uh bring on uh my co-host of course you can listen on spotify apple podcast and anchor the race day blog we're gonna be talking about that a little because uh, actually, I actually have a few things that are, even my co hosts don't even know uh, that I made some minor, uh, very minor changes and some big updates that I'm going to let everyone know once I bring them on about the uh, uh, blog that I think everyone's going to enjoy. Uh, but that, of course, is for sale. It's very inexpensive. And I have a really cool offer coming up on the show here in just a moment. Also, we have a great website. It still says new, it's not quite new anymore. But uh, go to HHHRacingPodcast.com for everything you need to know about this fun podcast. And then, of course, our YouTube channel has all the videos. All right. So I teased a few things just now. But I really feel like we need to bring on uh, my co-host and special uh, contributor, Kyle Roscoe, because we got a lot of things uh, to talk about. The first thing I want to say, actually, last thing before I bring them on, I'm flying a bit blind tonight. Um, silly me I uh, left a bunch of tech stuff at school so if the lighting looks different for me it's because I'm not using my podcast um, special lights I'm just using my lights overhead um, so if there's a few shadows I apologize and then also <laughs> my iPad that I have usually down here to the right where I can actually watch the show um, and see what you guys are seeing I also don't left at work so I, on my computer on my right, I have my podcast or the podcast going on on YouTube, uh, but I can't see it all the time. Anyway, hopefully everything's going to go just fine, uh, which Pete Bisco means I don't, uh, I'm going to have more trouble seeing the comments, Pete. I know he can hear me. So Pete will have to bring up more of the comments tonight on the show because of uh, my screw ups. So I apologize. But anyway, without further ado, let's bring on uh, the people that make this show happen along with myself. From the Saratoga Special, Paul Halloran from Maryland, Pete Visco, and a special contributor, Kyle Roscoe. Gentlemen, big day in horse racing today. Unfortunately, not necessarily for good reasons.
1: Yeah,
2: that's... Paul. <laughs>
0: Paul's on oh, you. muted. Paul's, Paul's got the mute button oh, going before no, oh, the show has Paul. started because Paul's got the mute button on. Already, okay. already you're starting. Balancing a lot of balancing a lot of things here. <laughs> Paul's uh, got yeah, it. so Let's get the negative out of the way. We're not. We're not going to yeah. dwell on this. Everyone for yeah, watching the show. Just, right. um, you know, right. I I've been busy with school. I heard stuff and read some things on Twitter and more reliable sources. Um, Paul, I'm going to let you just briefly talk about what happened today with Chad Brown, and we're really not going to come. There's really no opinions to be had here. I just rather yeah. stick to the facts. Paul, go ahead.
2: Yeah, so Chad Brown, who is, everyone realizes, the leading trainer at Saratoga and one of the best trainers in the country, very likely the best turf trainer in the country. Uh, Unfortunately, he was arrested Wednesday on a domestic assault charge. Uh, Obstruction of breathing was the actual uh, charge. He appeared in Saratoga Springs courthouse today, which I, when we're done, I'll give you an ironic coincidental story. I don't want to make light of what's going on, but you will get a a charge on it. Anyway, he uh, did a uh, plead innocent. Uh, It involves allegedly a exercise writer with whom he was allegedly formally romantically involved with. Chad is divorced. He has two daughters. Um, He was released on $2,500 cash bail. Uh, Predictably uh, there was no sign of him at Saratoga today, at least anywhere near TV cameras. I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens going forward, he does have horses on Saturday. Oh, well, he has horses every day, but Saturday being the big stakes day, he's going to have to show up uh, at at some point. Um, so I, I think how he probably could use someone in my line of business, my other line of business, which is public relations. But that's another story for another day. Yeah. So you know, look at very very serious charges. Uh, anytime you're have domestic stuff involving this allegedly assaulting a woman, uh, but balanced with the American justice system of he gets his day in court. So that's what we know right now. Uh, Matt Haggerty had a pretty in-depth story on the uh, DRF that he updated over the course of the day. Again, the charge was the charge is a misdemeanor in New York state. Uh, there was some talk about additional charges that has not come out to this point. Um, so that's that's what we know, and if uh, Peter Kyle heard or saw anything else, they obviously can hop in
0: yeah, i don't I'm not going to comment. It's a very serious situation uh we you know for people that suggest that we shouldn't say anything on the show, I would respectfully disagree. I mean it's very newsworthy. We are a horse racing podcast here, so we have to at least mention it. but again, we're not going to give any uh, comments, really detail any opinion. Um, I will say that when everything is sorted out. Um, if, if something, you know, if it's proven to be true, whatnot, it'll be very interesting to see, uh, what happens, uh, with Chad Brown in terms of his, um, career and what happens with his horses. But obviously all of that, we would all agree, all of that is completely meaningless, uh, to the the serious nature of what happened. Um, and so we'll just have to follow the story. There's also a, a completely unrelated story. Of uh, Some grooms that were uh, arrested at Saratoga today initially it was out on Twitter that it had something to do with Steve Asmussen. It does not. I repeat it does not. It just happened to be in the vicinity of the Steve Asmussen barn. But there are there are two grooms that were, uh, I, I believe, arrested um, on some drug charges. But anyway, I just wanted to clarify for people that are not aware that that has nothing to do with Steve Asmussen or um, his employees as well uh, uh, howard if
2: i could if i could just add something
0: yeah. to that logistically
2: yes. steve asterson's bond on the oklahoma side is virtually right behind or in front of the dorm where many of the backstretch workers live so the fact that if they were arrested there would be a good chance it would happen near his bond because the dorms where they live are right there sure
0: yeah, the, everything's very I of course Paul you know well, you all you guys know I was able to go to the back stretch and see Claire Court. Everything's pretty you know there's some pretty confined spaces Paul obviously in some of the barn areas so all of that would complete would, would make uh, sense to me. So anyway, um, that's what happened, you know, on, on the negative side of horse racing today unfortunately, but uh, we'll we'll see how everything goes. Now, guys, I want to bring up what's happening next week on the show. This is very uh, exciting and and this is uh, actually, most of these, actually, I'm not sure you guys know everything about this. If feel wondering, Howard, why are you communicating with your co Listen, I started school last week, full-time work. I obviously communicate a lot with Pete and Paul and Kyle, but, uh, sometimes I don't have a chance to talk to them about everything. So let me go ahead and bring up the screen that I have on the side there, just for a few quick announcements, guys, for the, uh, fans here. Let me just go full screen. So next week on, uh, the HHH Racing Podcast. We're going to have three shows. I'm going to have a show tentatively planned for Tuesday night. Um, I am not. I don't want to say who it might involve. It's a special show um, for the Adelphi Racing Club feature, which means it could involve uh, trainers, owners, people that are involved with Adelphi Racing Club. And there's a lot of exciting news going on with Adelphi because they just uh, purchased a few horses at the recent sale. to in New York Reds. And they have some very exciting offers for people if you want to get into the uh, ownership side of it. So there's some exciting things going on with the Adelphi Racing Club, and we're going to talk about that at least tentatively planned next Tuesday night, the twenty third. Uh, then our big blowout show for Travers Day, which of course the week from Saturday, will occur on our flagship show. Note the time, everyone, and our, of course our my co-host and Kyle as well, in case he's been part of the show. It will start half an hour earlier. Uh, because Andrew Champagne, of course, has a bowling league, as you guys are aware of, and he can't miss that bowling league. So we are going to be on half an hour earlier, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time, for our big Travers Day preview show. We are once again going to have Andrew Champagne on, who we all loved. We thought We thought he was excellent. We're very happy to have him back. Uh, great handicapper at Saratoga. That will be our blowout show. Then I am super-duper excited to talk about Our live show on Travers Day, the handicapping show, this of course is on Travers Day. Myself and Matt Miller, the BCBC champ, will be doing a live show from the crazy poor OTB in Villa Park, Illinois. It's a big event. We're going to have a lot of people there. It's very exciting. I think I have, actually I know I have, let me see here. There we go. Let me see if I can bring this up full screen, go a little bit bigger. And I bring this up not only for people that are you know, in the Chicago area, but also for uh, anyone else that's interested. You can read about it there. Um, again, what's happening is myself, uh, Hawthorne, it's sponsored by Hawthorne. They're giving myself and Matt Miller $1,000. And it's basically a podcast pool. So we're betting $1,000 for up to 100 people that will be there at the OTB, and we're all going to share in the profit. So let's say we happen to cash for $3,000. You take $3,000, divide by X amount of people that will be there live. Again, you have to be there live at the uh, Club Hawthorne Villa Park in in Villa Park, Illinois. But if you were there live, it's a $35 ticket. Um, By the way, that money goes to Hawthorne. That is not something that I um, charged. I, I didn't create that $35 charge. It's through Hawthorne. You get appetizers, a free race program, and then betting tips um, from myself and Matt Miller. And then, of course, we uh, share in the proceeds with everyone else. So it's a really cool thing. Uh, let me bring everyone. So that's happening uh, next week. If you're interested in coming to the live show at Crazy Poor OTB in Villa Park, you need to contact Hawthorne Racecourse. Go to HawthornRacecourse.com to find out. More information and tickets there is advanced sales 3 30 to 6 30 uh eastern will be the time and as i bring everyone uh back i don't want to put uh uh, kyle i don't want to put you on the spot but i believe you mentioned kyle that you and perhaps some family members will be there is that right
1: i will be there Uh, i wouldn't miss it for anything um and yeah my uh i have a few family members that we're very excited to go with as well so if if, please come on out and support and like I said, and take all of Howard's money. Cause he's sharing in the profits.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I uh, also want to mention to everyone and I appreciate you guys being patient. Uh, let me see, go, let me uh, do that. How about this? We got some people. I want to show some love here. People showing some swag. This is David Lupo showing. He's got the hat and the t-shirt. Kyle, Ruska, are you paying attention? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Kyle's ordered some stuff. It hasn't come in yet, but uh, how about that? Pete and Paul shout out to, uh, David Lupo. We also, I got one more. Uh, This is from Tom Tom? Espinosa, who's got two hoodies. He's got the light blue hoodie. He's got, like, the brown hoodie. This is from Tom Espinosa. We have some people that are very active. Let me take that down. Let me take this off the screen. Sorry, guys. Uh, We got a lot of people showing their swag. Pretty exciting.
1: Yeah, and then one Love more and the shout out Trish Smith as well. She Trish showed her Harris, swag yeah. on Twitter and, as well. And
0: and Dennis Cowler. I'm sorry, Dennis. If I mispronounced your name, I apologize. But Dennis Cowler, yep. Trish Smith, all those people. If you got any HHH Racing podcast swag, go ahead and put it on Twitter. Or send it to me, we'll put your. Uh, there you go, Pete. What you got there, Pete?
3: I got the the zip. What was it called? The three quarter, quarter zip. Quarter black zip. It's very soft and, and, and it's got like a, what is it called? You know, it's got like that soft material on the inside. It's yeah. very soft yeah. and comfy. My wife has one. She loves it. It's got the little fingers in the, in this thing that she likes. So my wife loves hers and
0: beautiful. we're representing
3: here for sure.
0: All right. So anyway, uh, and people actually, Trish was wondering, uh, my math classes are going well. Thanks foul Plates. The, yeah. the, uh, how to handicap a pick five is, 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 is tomorrow. That's on my, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> you can't really talk about gambling in in, in a uh, public high school. But anyway, Dave Barisa, Dave, thanks for joining the show. By the way, Dave, I love your insignia there, like sort of the baseball sort of background. I like that. Uh, Pete, keep doing that with the comments once in a while. I appreciate that. You'll have to do that tonight, Pete. Sorry. Oh, this this hat will there.
2: be uh, worn on the backstretch next Friday morning on Travis. Perfect. will
0: have you. Know. Perfect. And I got my polo and. Kyle, You got some <laughs> stuff coming, so mm-hmm. people don't think that that are watching don't think you're. Uh, you know, purposely didn't buy anything.
1: <laughs> yep, yeah, I'm purposely distancing myself. No, I got what you got, <laughs> Kyle. Coming. I got a T-shirt and a hat uh, coming this way. So
0: and everything. By the way, everything should be coming very soon. If you haven't received it, last thing I will say. A few people, Pete asked, like, when are we gonna have another drop? Well, we'll have another drop. We can open the store again. I can open the store anytime. Maybe we'll do it in the fall for like Breeders' Cup time. We'll open up the store again, guys. So. We'll see. Um, All right. Before we get to the uh, handicapping the pick five, there's one other thing I'd like uh, to discuss that I teased with you guys. I'm just looking through my own stuff here, make sure I covered everything I wanted to. Yeah. Uh, Let's bring this up on screen right now. And uh, Paul uh, will be back, I'm sure. Uh, So three of us. Very quick discussion, guys. The Travers is, of course, a week from this Saturday. There are some, you know, probable fields that are out. We pretty much know that um, who's going to be in the Travers. Of course, our big show will be a week from Thursday, the Travers Day uh, blowout. Let me go ahead and go full screen here for a minute, guys, and then I will bring everyone back. This is the tentative field for the Travers. You got Eight Life Grand, Arturia Cyberknife, Charge It, Epicenter, Early Voting, Gilded Age, Rich Strike, who, by the way, Paul, I heard is training up a storm.
2: Unbelievable.
0: Skippy, skippy Long Stocking. And Zandon, I'm going to leave this list up. Pete, I'm going to go to you first. You've been very patient here tonight, Pete. Here's my question. Now I, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I told my uh, co-hosts and and Kyle that we were going to talk a little bit, but I didn't actually tell them which questions I was going to ask them. So now they can feel like a guest for a minute. <laughs> first question for you, Pete. Who will be the second choice in the Travers based on this field? I would have to
3: imagine charge it just because of the. Just because of the the last running line, people like that. I assume that either the morning line is going to like that because they assume that that's what the public is going to drift to. Plus, I think everyone else, you know, th- there's questions about the rest. I mean, maybe Cyberknife is is sort of trending upwards, so it could be there. And Artorias is kind of hot, maybe the hot horse. But I think charge it off that dominating performance will most likely be the second choice. But I think it'll be close. I think there should be a couple, probably within a within a couple points of each other.
0: And my second question, Paul and Kyle, I'd like you guys to answer these two questions also. My other question, Pete, is Epicenter will be the favorite. Your your guess as to his post time odds?
3: Oh, go ahead, Paul. You like the odds? Oh, you're gonna seven that, to Pete? five. Seven no, I was five. Right. Yeah, I was going to go. I was going to go a little higher. I was thinking. Well, yeah, I was thinking maybe more closer to. I don't know. I was going to say maybe eight to five, nine to five, I think. early. I think it's because it's just because there's enough balance in the field where I feel like the money will spread a little bit because there's ones that, you know, you're going to like charge. You're going to like cyber knife. People are still going to ride Zandon. There'll be cheap money on Rich Strike. Um, I mean, early voting was the, you know, Preakness winner. So has some name recognition. He may not go. That, that'll
2: affect. Yeah, you. that's early the only. Yeah, not a yeah. If early voting doesn't go, then Epicenter is, I think, closer to one to one. But mm-hmm. uh, okay. uh, that—that's to be determined. Nick Feldman says nine to five. Uh, I, I, I think thinking. we're we're right in the ballpark, Kyle. Yeah. Where's Kyle? I
1: was—I was, I was well, definitely going to say eight to five as well. And I thought there's going to be probably. I think I agree with Pete that there's probably going to be at least four horses within that seven to two, four to one, five to one range that can get bet down as well.
0: Uh Paul, who's second choice? Charge it right now? Would you say?
2: Yeah, which kind of disappoints me because I kind of for a few weeks, several weeks have thought he has a pretty good shot, but I don't think, I think he's going to be undervalued, uh, on the board if he is the second choice. I mean, that was a spectacular race. It was also one turn at Belmont park. Uh, and this is a mile and a quarter at Saratoga, different animal. Um, I think Artorias has a puncher's chance. Uh, obviously the distance should be much, uh, less of a concern there. And, uh, you know, I don't know how good the Haskell Field was, but Cyberknife's a tough cookie. Cyberknife's a tough, yeah, tough cookie. I don't think the mile and a quarter is going to be an issue. Um, you know, he's not going to beat me in the, in my serial horizontal wager. I can tell you that.
0: Um, uh, Paul did well. Actually, well, Kyle, did you say you thought second choice would be Kyle?
1: No, I. I mean, I. I'm. A, I'm with the rest of the group, but I think. Um, I think Pete noting that Artorias is going to be that hot horse. I think he's going to take a lot more money, and I think he could be yeah. that kind of undervalued horse, as Paul was talking about.
0: Nick agrees yeah. with you there. I'm I just that uh, uh, Guys, here's my opinion. If well, let's just assume that um, early voting is in. I think Epicenter is six to five, and I think if Epicenter, I think if early voting is out, I think um, Epicenter could be as low as four to five. I really do. I, I just because I think there's a lot of horses that are sort of split up that second choice. Now the other thing I will say is if if, if early voting is out, guys, Charge It could be lone speed in this race. I mean, we got plenty of time to talk about it, but I mean, just by looking at the horses and we all know these, we all know the kind of running styles. I mean, Pete, we got time to talk, but Charge It is going to be a major wire to wire threat if early voting is out, wouldn't you think?
3: No, I agree, hundred percent. I mean, I think, yeah, the the speed didn't come up. There's a lot of off the pace horses in this yeah. field. And- but our
0: Rich Strike won't be close because he's because Paul. I heard Rich Strike is training fantastically.
3: Lights out. You want my opinion. I hope I'm the only person in the horse racing world who hopes rich strike wins just to stick it to all the the haters. And I'm like, I don't even like rich strike. I don't care about rich strike, but I would just love to see him just run by this field and just have everybody so pissed off for another three weeks after that. That would be fantastic.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, we got plenty of time to talk about the Travers. The nice thing that I like here, guys, I'll just finish off the, the, the uh, commentary about the Travers at this point by saying, other than Mo Donegal, who of course is injured, I mean all the major players are there, right? All the all the horses that have really made major fact. I mean, early voting we'll see, but I mean I'm not sure. I hate to say, yeah. based on based on the Jim Dandy, I'm not even sure we can say he's a major player right now, which is hard to say before our Preakness winner. But I mean all the big players, all those sort of fresh faces, your Arturises, your Cyberknives, your up and coming horses. Um, it, it's going to be a great race, Paul, regardless. It always is.
2: It really is. It's, uh, it's you, you know, it, it's like any other race. You know, th- there are the years where it's not as strong as others. But th- this is a pretty good group, and uh, I love it. It's, it's one of my favorite days of the year. I've uh, been to many, many of them, and God willing, we'll be right back there next Saturday.
0: Absolutely. All right, guys, let's get into the pick five on uh, Saturday. Uh, it's a real nice, uh, you know what? I forgot to do one other thing. Gosh darn. It. I'll tell you what, remind me after I'll do it. I'll think we do it in the middle that I have a offer on the blog. I totally forgot about that. Um, remind me guys after uh, race uh, eight, we'll do, we'll do two races. We'll take a one minute, quick little timeout from the handicapping and talk about something special that we have going on in the blog that I want to uh, tell everyone out. All right. Let's, let me get the banner up here. The pick five starts in race seven on Saturday. It, it starts at approximately 3.52 Eastern Standard Time with a, a loaded, it a, looks to me, a v- very loaded uh, baby race for two-year-olds. They're going six and a half on the dirt as I go ahead and bring the field up of eight. And I'm also going to bring my picks up. Here come the picks. There they are. We're going to have some good debates tonight, guys, because based on on the picks I saw uh, the morning line favorite. And I handicapped all these races guys without the morning lines. I don't know how many of you mm-hmm. did, but I did not see one morning line uh, before I handicapped. Uh, and, and you know what I'm going to do guys. I am gonna make an announcement. Just, I, I'm curious to hear what your opinion, people's opinions in the comments after the um, seven wonders score last week at Del Mar, which I hope people watch the show because um, I will say proudly and a bit selfishly, my Del Mar picks on the blog were absolutely on fire last week, so I gotta I gotta give myself a little bit of props when it happens because this is a very tough game. Um, and Dylan Dolly also had that horse at twenty to one. Guys, I'm gonna start handicapping without morning lines like for a, about a month. I'm mean, I'm just gonna be curious to see what happens. Um, I I handicap the morning without morning lines a lot for this show for our Thursday night shows. Um, Pete, am, am I crazy? Could that be a bad idea? I don't know. I'm gonna try it.
3: No, I don't think there's anything. I mean, I think the only thing you have to do is you sort of make the adjustments maybe to your tickets after. So if you're when you put one thing I like to do is I like to handicap without the odds. But then if I look at my and this actually happened today, but I didn't get a chance to adjust it too much from time perspective. But sometimes you look at it and go, oh, man, I, I went three deep in this race and it turned out I had the top three choices and maybe yeah. from a ticket construction standpoint, that's not the best idea. But yeah. I think otherwise, I just like not being swayed. I don't want to be swayed if a horse totally is 30 agree. to 1 and it scares me off. Or if he's 9 to 5, I, we're going to get into it here. I had the yeah. 5 as a single on my ticket that we'll get to later. Yeah, I saw. And then you see, and he was 9 to 5. And I'm like, okay, I mean, what do you want to do? I'm not going to change my mind. I like the horse. So um I, I think it's a good idea. I think anything that doesn't sway you Whoa. from making a, a a snap decision based on just the odds okay. is a good idea.
0: By the way, did Snap Decision win yesterday in the uh, Steeplechase race? That's a real yes. nice horse, Did he?
3: Snap
2: decision, carrying 164
0: pounds. And what's funny is
2: I
3: I didn't know that, and I never used that phrase, so it just must have been karma right there. I don't even know because that's not a phrase that just flows off my tongue that often.
0: I feel like I'm all over the place today. I apologize if I'm, like, just veering left and right. There's also a big pick six carryover tomorrow, I believe, in Saratoga. Correct, guys?
2: 167.
0: Wow. Okay. Um, Nick, I see your comment. Thank you. Yeah, so I'm going to try – you know, I I just don't want to be influenced by – um, morning lines and frankly other than david aragona who we've said on the show a million times is unbelievable i gotta say i'm not that impressed with other i won't mention where but there's other tracks guys that i look at the morning lines i'm like what and so i just don't want that to, to be influenced anyway um pete i'll let you talk first echo again nine to five morning line um you gotta look look at the board obviously pete right when you to start this pick five
3: yeah. I mean, you know, that's the good thing, especially in a, having the the maiden or not the maiden race. Well, I guess technically is a maiden race, but the having the two-year-old race is the first leg is always beneficial because you could sort of see how the board is playing. But and somebody, I forget who mentioned it. Oh, Nick mentioned it, that there's a buzz on the Asmus and horse that it's a runner. And I've heard that a couple other places. I didn't hear that before I started handicapping, but I don't think that one's probably going to take money. I mean, just from the, I when mean, you look at the breeding gun runners been on fire, um, a lot of what I like to do with the, with the two-year-olds, especially first time starters is there's a few categories in their breeding that you look at, you know, what's their first time starter percentages, two-year-old first time starters, two-year-olds, and then dirt sprints. And this one's got like 16, 20, 21, 24%. Those are all great. The dams two for two with first time starters, um, good in other cats you
0: got pneumatic who was a really nice horse yes who was who was maybe better a little longer but still one is a you know as a as a 2 year old mm-hmm. coast of terra uh what was it allison's and juveniles and was actually was in the breeds maturity. there's just this is windchill. i mean this by the way the horse uh pete and i'm going to let uh let's see Kyle I'll have you go next to talk about um actually Paul you're going to go next to talk about the one um so just be prepared for that paul fyi but uh this horse has been and you see it on the screen there and i watched the workout videos guys this horse outworked favorite outlaw who is a a nice uh older horse who's an allowance excuse me a three-year-old who is already a winner and has run in some nice allowance races and guys i thought that this horse outworked favorite outlaw so this echo again could be any kind um paul you like the one um for uh chad on the inside uh flavian uh very well meant has been working well also
2: yeah i think this could be the rare case where you might get a little value on chad and fred i I think this five i I agree with everything that's been said and i really i I don't even think he's going to be nine to five If, if the buzz keeps going he may be closer to even money so you know, if you every once in a while you'll see Chad win a race like this, and you'll say, "Geez, how did that Chad Brown first-time starter pay ten dollars?" So, uh, I mean, I'm obviously have have the five as an A, but uh, I'm going for some value down the rail. Flatter is just okay with two-year-old first-time starters, eleven percent. You know, the dam sire is Henny Hughes, who was a great sprinter. Uh, uh, so, I'm I'm, I'm going to uh, have the one as an A as well.
0: Yeah, the only thing I don't like about the one is the rail, which can be tricky, but, you know, um, they are going six and a half, Paul, so actually I think yeah. that helps them a little bit. You know, if they don't break quite perfectly, they have some more time. Um, Kyle, I'll let you talk about the three who you have in um, second. This this horse, you know, he's run in the, in the 60s, high 60s, obviously very well connected. It's the other, Pletcher and Rapoli and St. Elias. I mean, you can do worse with that. The question I have, Kyle, is, uh, where do you see the upside and what does he have to run to win this race? I don't think a low, a, mid, uh, a high 60 is going to get it done here.
1: No, I like the addition of Blinkers on. I think it'll put him a little bit closer within the mix. And uh, like I said, I kind of like him as an underneath because I have some good stats on the five that I, I want to share in a little bit. But um, not to rain on Pete's parade or anything. But like I said, I think the experience is going to help him here from a good post. The Blinkers on, I hope, gets him a little bit closer and I feel like he can definitely sneak in underneath above a lot of these guys that um that have no experience at all
0: go ahead you you said you get something of the five cal you want yeah
1: to um it's actually set. i just realized it says it in the bottom in the notes there but um okay he's it asmussen when he runs uh two-year-olds for the first time on dirt at saratoga in the last five years it says it right in the middle of your screen he's 14 for 54 with a 2.81 roi yeah. So that sat alone is a good tip with, cause I also watched the workout videos like you did that July 18th work out of the gate, uh, working with a horse that ran his first race, not so well, but just absolutely blew by that horse out of the gate. So yeah, this horse
0: is working super well and coupled
1: with the stats. I think this horse is going to be really tough in here.
0: So guys, I got to mention the six because I, I, as you know, I do a lot of homework and I watch a lot of videos. I want to talk about the six for Shug Spins are now, this horse has been working very well. Maybe he wants to go longer. Uh, we, you look at the breeding. I'm not going to get into a lot of details. Fleet of Gold. I mean, Set Sail was actually a nice horse. The workout, one of his more recent workouts, guys. He worked out with a horse called Ohana Honor. Does that name sound familiar to anyone? And if it does, that was one of my price shots on my blog last week. And Ohana Honor finished a very nice second to a extremely good uh, winner. So Spinzar, the six for Shug, who usually doesn't win first out, has worked very well with a horse that's already come back for Shug, by the way, and finished a good second. So if 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 Spinzar can maybe get up a little closer to pace than normal, or maybe the five isn't quite what he is, or there's some, uh, you know, they they mix it up early. I think Spinzar, guys, to me, is sort of the horse that you want maybe coming from behind and closing based on who he's worked and for other reasons, very quickly for people at home. Oh, wait,
3: Howard, Howard, on the on yep. the spins are real quick. There were, yep. there's also, if you look back to the breeding tree, you don't have to do it yep. here, but there's multiple first out winners in, okay. in his, uh, in his tree line. So that, that, okay. that hopefully says a lot of precocity maybe out there. So we'll, you can check that out if you want as well. Sure. And the well, second, the second dam is fleet Indian who won 1.7 million. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah, some no, good I'm, stuff in there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean that's I mean, there you go. I mean, <laughs> this horse. I mean, it's, it's
3: it's big name horses too, so it's not like it's a surprise. Oh, yeah.
0: But yeah, yeah, probably wants more distance, but I'm I'm interested in him a little bit underneath. Um, the other, just real quick for everyone. Good news, Rocket. The two, um, is a half to some nice ones. I'll bring it up here. Uh, Sue's good news is is, is the uh, dam. But a half to, as you can see on the screen there, Sue, but is very much distance, as you can see. But that is also a half to Bolton. You guys remember Bolton, who was a very fast turf sprinter, so and then went to Australia. So this too is really, really has a lot of interesting breeding. Uh, the works were good, but I I'm not sure if they were quite that good. Uh, but this is a Frank Fletcher, uh, who's you know related to Ten strikes, so and cost seven hundred thousand. And there's one other horse I want to mention here. The 8 Classic Legacy uh, is a half-to-art collector, guys. I'll show that to everyone. And there it is. It's a half-to-art collector. So, again, you figure the 8 probably wants to go a little bit longer. This was a weird race, Pete, because other than the 5, even though there's some nicely bred horses, it looked like a lot of them want more distance. So that's Mm -hmm. why I'm sort of heavy on the 5, as you're going to see also later on, too.
3: No, I agree. I think a few of the ones that we talked about, I think the six, maybe the seven, even the eight, I think few of them um, look like they would prefer to go long. But I mean, it, yeah. obviously someone has to win, but and you don't really know what they're going to prefer. But if they just come out and they're just really good, then you, yeah. you could win from wherever, I think, if you have to, if you're that good.
0: Yeah. Look, look at the board. I mean, Batflips also ha- has a race under him, but he's got a lot of turf breeding. I didn't, I didn't love Batflip, but I suppose he can win. I don't know. To me, it's either... Again, look at the board. I just have a feeling, Pete, and I have this feeling correctly. Of course, I'm wrong all the time, but I had that feeling about the uh, monster baffer last week. I'm drawing a blank now on the name. I forget the name. Well, that four,
3: by the way, that four, if you watch the trip, it looks terrible on paper. The 14 lengths lose by 45 buyer. broke terrible was swung like super wide on the turn so it was almost like a throwout race it was almost like it just just green and, and just had everything yeah. go wrong mm-hmm. so you don't know if this is more going to be indicative of what this horse is so I think that's one I thought that odds might be would be a little bit higher as a nice underneath play but you know the thing I didn't like was that there's a little bit you know they're maybe they're not sure they put it on the turf a little bit maybe they're not sure what to do but you know yeah I think that uh, that race there's some excuses behind it.
0: I'll end the conversation. We're going to move on. Paul, I think your pick right here. The one is sort of, is going to determine how much I use him. I think he's going to be the major player. If he's like, if he's that, you know, down to like three to one against the five, then I might just go with the one. I just might go one, five as days. I, I, to me, the board's got to tell a lot. Of course, listening to Maggie also, Paul Maggie should have some nice, or it might be a I'm not sure, but you got to listen to the, what these sources in the prattle uh, because that will tell you a lot also, Paul, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, and, and I think the five, how the five is bet, is going to really determine how the one is bet to some degree, you know, I Absolutely. think if the five is closer to even money, then the one may drift up. So the, you know, the, the one might not be that cold on the board, so to speak, if the five is really, really bet.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's move on to Lake Placid guys. This is race eight. There are three stakes on the card on Saturday. This is one of them. It's a grade two. It's on the turf for the girls three-year-old restricted, They're going a mile of 16th, $200,000 is the purse. The Moyline favorite is a horse that um, I've been a fan of really all summer. I bet her the last two times she came through for me last week. The question is, do I like her today? And do our panelists like her today? We're going to find out the number one with the Moonlight for Charles Appleby and Louis Sides, who actually, the source just ran recently. As you can see on the screen, Paul and Kyle are both going with the one. Uh, Pete and I are both going with the four. Actually, Pete and I are both going four three. Um, so Kyle, I'm gonna let you actually talk first with the moonlight. Uh, like I said, just one last time and is nine to five, uh, morning line. And you just think she's going to win again.
1: Yeah. I just think she sits the good trip in this race. Personally. I think she gets the jump on both consumer spending Dolce Zell. I think sits a little bit forward, but I just think the one sits a good trip in this race. Again, just a big – a really nice improvement off the last one. Granted, coming back really quickly, but I just think, like I said, I think this is going to be a shape-up to be a pace scenario race. I think she sits the good trip on the inside.
0: Uh, Matthew Chimura, thank you. Cave, it was a cave run? I, I think it was cave run. Okay, maybe that's what Matthew – we're talking about the, the Bafford horse uh, last week. Thanks for that, um, Matthew. Um, Did you want to add, Paul, to what Kyle said? Paul, Paul, you and Kyle are both going with uh, with Moonlight. I know you stepped out for a second. Uh, She was very good last time.
2: She was. I saw that race. uh, uh, That was uh, the day after the Whitney. Uh, Charlie Appleby had a very good weekend, his first trip to Saratoga. Uh, They asked about running this horse longer, and I think the Jockey Club Oaks is the next one at Belmont, and he said definitely not. And as it turns out, He's going to run a shorter. And uh, I was very close on my caveman to having this horse as a single. You know, the two weeks is a little bit of an issue, although it's probably less of an issue with the Euro, a Euro. And and this horse has been here since before that Belmont race. This horse did yeah. not travel back to Europe in between. So this horse has been, say, since probably the beginning of July. It was at Belmont and they shipped up to Saratoga about three weeks uh, three weeks before the uh, Saratoga Oaks, so uh, I think this horse is going to be very difficult to beat. Uh, I ended up going too deep on my uh, Caveman, and my other my other horse was the three. But uh, I, I think the one is very solid here, and 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 inside on the inner with speed is is what you want.
0: Paul, did you say that Charles Appleby or the connection said they're not running in that Belmont, uh, the the third leg of the of the New York Triple Series?
2: With this horse, correct? Yes, he does not because it's longer than even the mile and an eighth. I think it's probably a mile and three sixteenths, maybe. Uh, I thought that's right up
0: this horse's wheelhouse. No, he
2: he said he said right after that race uh, he was asked about it, and he said uh, he ruled that out. Huh. So I find that he's a great guy. What a great guy! I had a chance to talk to him both both after the. Uh, saratoga derby of course he won in in this race and uh, just a terrific terrific guy
0: okay um all right pete we gotta defend our honor here um consumer spending is a horse i gotta be honest pete and i'll let you talk first I, i've been sort of inconsistent on how good uh this horse is in my own mind but there are a few things i really like about him personally on saturday obviously you like it, or her excuse me you like her too
3: I do. And I, again, I I, have some of the, I mean, anytime you're taking an off the pace horse, you have a little bit of concern, especially in this race, because it seems to be a little bit a devoid of speed, of actually like, you know, hard pressing speed. I mean, there's some horses that I think can go to the top. So this one I feel like needs a little bit of pace to run into. So that would be my only concern. The one thing I do like, I like the cutback to a mile and a 16th. This horse is, seems to just run better going just a little bit shorter. Has two nice races at Saratoga, albeit they were, you know, maiden races in the first two races of her life. But still, I I think she likes the track. She likes the distance. And I think as long as she can get a little bit of pace up front, I think she's got a good shot. She was coming you're, you're probably yeah, you're I just you yeah, to show. Yeah, I just
0: wanted to – yeah, I want people to know what they're looking at here. So, with the Moonlight is the four right here. This is the last time uh, they met. And Consumer Spending is the five right here. This is a much longer race. Go ahead if you want to walk through the uh, stretch here, Pete.
3: No, and I thought and if you look at this, you see with the Moonlight had a had a pretty solid trip here. I think I had with the Moonlight that day, so I was a little disappointed when – because I didn't yeah. have McCulloch. I was a little disappointed when McCulloch went by, and then you could see – Consumer spending in the in the Klarovich colors, there sort of splitting horses didn't get as clean of a trip as maybe no. the other two did and is still flying late and is actually almost on with the moonlight there at the end with a much more difficult trip. So I sort of like that. But again, she's probably going to be at the mercy of at least a little bit of pace, because like Kyle said, well, I think with the moonlight and either even Dolce Zell would get the jump on her most likely.
0: Well, I think I thought, you know, uh, again, this, this is similar. Again, I, I, people can, you know, uh, go with my picks or not. That's fine. I'm totally cool with it. But if you back up, this reminds me a little bit, let me pause it. This reminds And again, right here is consumer spending and I'm going to put you guys on screen. Tell me if you agree with this or not. This reminds me a little bit of the seven wonders last week, because don't, if you're, if you have this horse, don't, you don't want this horse to, to hit to her flank. If this horse is not on her flank, she angles out and gets a much clearer run. Paul, to me, this is it looks like a fine trip, but you know, when you have a horse right to your outside, you know, you can see she's going left-handed. She just can't get to the outside and is forced to go back to the end. Paul, am I overestimating that? Do you think that's actually a factor here?
2: No, I'd say it's a factor. Um you know, I, I mean, with the moonlight came back and ran huge off of this race. So you you'd have to think that consumer spending has an opportunity to to come back off that race and, and run very good. McCulloch, it was another Chad Brown. That's a very good horse. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I don't, I don't think it was a bad trip, uh, but I don't think it was an ideal trip, I guess I'd say.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't say bad trip. I just think she could have finished even better, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, before I give my like full blown opinion, Let's go to you, Paul, and let, let's talk about the Lake George very briefly. A lot of horses are coming out of that race. I'm going to show the stretch run. This was the weekend that I was actually at Saratoga, and I had the pleasure of being on uh, with um, Seth Marrow on the Capital TV, and I talked about this race. Frankly, I was I was wrong on this race. I thought Qual Princess was going to be right off the layoff. She quite wasn't there. Uh, the top three choices here are coming back in the race. So – Watch the 4, 5, and 6. We'll talk about the stretch run. If you want to talk about anything, Paul, feel free. Let me freeze it here. Uh, the Let me get the numbers here. The, the winner is Doce who got a very nice sou- uh, ground-saving trip here on the inside. Eminent Victor is right here. And by the way, Eminent Victor didn't get the best of starts, which we're not going to see. And then Qual Princess is the 4. Uh, Paul, go ahead. This is the end of the Lake George here. Yeah,
2: I, I want no part of the five. Uh, who's also the five this race? Uh, you know, he did the, You know, he was going to go between, but then all of a sudden he said, "Oh, the rail's wide open again." Uh, you know, he, he did. He dug in. Uh, she, definitely, uh, she she dug <laughs> she dug in. But uh, she's going to beat me in this race. Uh, I wow. don't. Uh, I I okay. don't like that horse in this race at all.
0: Really? Is it because she just saved ground so much? You don't think? She yeah, I just think
2: she track got track. a great trip, and and okay. I think that the um, honestly, I think the Oaks was a better race. The the Belmont okay. Oaks, I think, in the Saratoga Oaks, for that matter.
0: Okay, I'm gonna give my opinion on the one, and then we're gonna move on, guys. I haven't really said much. When when you look at my picks, everyone, you're like, Howard, did I make a typo? Uh, no. Here's the thing. Obviously, with the Moonlight can win. Okay. Obviously, and I'm using her underneath, guys. I, this turn back is weird now charles appleby <laughs> knows horses better than i do but didn't you guys find that strange i mean this horse wants to go long it looks like i think she's better mm-hmm. long and here's the thing in my opinion guys consumer spending don't zell i'm mean, gonna they have like a quicker turn of foot like with the moonlight and, and and you guys are all visual players but i know pete you watch a lot of videos like like replays like me doesn't it feel Pete like with the moonlights more of like a grindy type? Like I don't know I don't know if Pete if she can like get in and out of spots if she needs to. And she's got the rail and it's gonna be a quicker pace and she's coming back quickly. There's just I don't know, Pete. There's a lot of things I'm not sure about this horse that I'm gonna let her beat me at, at eight to five. That's just my thought.
3: No, I mean, I could see that. I, I mean, I think, though, she, I do think she can maybe get the trip just because there's not a ton of outside that are going to maybe pass her because there's not a lot of speed. But okay. I agree with you. She doesn't explode off the, no, you know, she doesn't explode grinding. for her win. She grinds. But, I mean, she's she's pretty good at it. But I think if you, like yeah. you said, if, if, <laughs> if, consumer, if consumer spending, if someone like Consumer Spending or even Eminent Victor can get a cleaner trip, then I do think they have the kick late to overtake that. And I think that's what consumer spending was almost doing in that, in that last race. So I I agree with you.
0: In in a weird way, I'll move on to the next race. I almost like qual princess better than with the moonlight on Saturday because qual princess has bigger upside in theory. It's only her second start and and she's going to be like four times the price. So I'm going to use with the moonlight. I don't want to suggest to the viewers at home. I'm going to toss this one, but I don't know guys. I, I just, there's something about, with the moonlight that, that 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 rubs me the wrong way here anyway we'll see i could be completely wrong let's go on the you are week. you are yeah you are <laughs> <By the way>. <laughs> okay <laughs> kyle see kyle is smart enough <laughs> not to say that although paul paul i, I, I love what paul's got to say <laughs> So Paul boy, no problem calling me out. I like that. Kyle still knows his place, Paul. So he's not. He's keeping quiet back there. Although he is, he's the owner of how many horses won for you this week, Kyle? As a as a, as a partial owner of two,
2: that's two. A, Kyle, yeah. man,
1: back that's to back Tuesday, Wednesday.
0: Congratulations, Kyle. Thank you. All right, guys, let's go on to race nine here. Hey, Howard, Cedar did
3: you pit. wanna did you wanna do the the thing? Oh yeah, thing? thank you. Actually, I'm gonna well, well, I'm gonna step away a sec. My puppy's upstairs going nuts, and nobody uh-oh. else is here, so I'm gonna go grab her while you talk about the blog really quick.
0: Okay, th- thanks. The thank you for my okay. So, guys, here's what we're doing with the blog. I need everyone at home, uh, whether you're watching live or, if, of course, you listen to this. I will read what it says on the screen here. I'm doing something special here for the blog. If you, subs- if you do not subscribe to the Race Day blog right now, if you go ahead and subscribe to the Race Day blog by noon Eastern this Saturday, again, if you are not a subscriber of the Race Day blog, which is very inexpensive, it's on Patreon, look below the video player for information, patreon.com backslash podcast. If you subscribe to the Race Day blog by noon Eastern, this Saturday, I will give you two free weeks of the race day blog. And why should that interest you? Because this weekend I'm doing something uh, special that I've never done before. I'm going to have a preview of a huge day at Woodbine on Sunday. It's the Queens plate. They've got three or four major stakes, including, like I said, the Queens plate, which is basically the Canadian uh, Kentucky Derby. I'm going to do a preview video on youtube but it's not going to be for the uh general public it's only going to be for people who subscribe to the race day blog so you will get that and then of course you also get for free next weekend's blog which will have a special blowout full card coverage of the travers uh stakes uh day card so again if go ahead and subscribe to that race day blog everyone ladies and gentlemen you'll get two free weeks i will refund your money in september you will get Pete. I don't know if you heard that, but I'm going to do a preview video for Woodbine, and it's only going to go on the blog. Um, so, only you have to be a part of the blog to uh, see that video. And the races are Sunday, by the way, at Woodbine. Um, and then they're also going to get the Travers Day card uh, the following week blog for free if they go ahead and subscribe uh, by this Saturday noon. So, please make sure. And by the way, I also want to publicly thank Pete Visco, who does the stats. Also for the blog, Pete, you've been doing a great job with that. Greatly uh, appreciate that. All right, guys, let's go ahead into race nine. As I go ahead and switch some banners here, switch that, bring this up here. And here we go. Race nine, third light, the smart and fancy stakes. It's a turf sprint, five and a half for the girls. You see it's a field of nine. There it is, nine with a soft morning line favorite of the one change of control for Michelle Lovell and C.J. Hernandez. Um, Paul, let's start with you here. You and Pete this time are going with the same horse. You guys are going with the six, Miss J. McKay for Clement and Irad. And I have a small feeling as to why you like this horse. It's probably the same reason I like this horse. I have her in second. Paul, what does he like about Miss J. McKay?
2: Well, I, I think, you know, Robin Sparkles, if you saw the caress and, and she's back in this race, you know, that race was just stolen on the front end. Uh, there was really, I'm looking for her in this race. Uh, she was 21 to 1, just went to the lead. And, well, uh, we got to watch you know, the replay
0: because Miss J. McKay this is a replay special, right? <laughs>
2: Yeah, and, and Miss Jay McKay, you know, anyone really powered in that race coming from way behind was at a disadvantage, and she only missed by, what, three three parts of a length, I think, and uh, was I don't really – uh, She's
0: the two. I mean, Paul, this horse had a lot of trouble. I don't know if you had a chance to see the replay, Paul, but – Yeah, two, she six, did. Seven. Yeah, 1267 is who you want to watch here. You see right there she's steady. Just go ahead, Paul. Let's you talk it through.
2: Right. So, you see, Robin Sparkles is on a, you know, uncontestedly you know now there's a few horses within uh a length of her but really not being asked and you know gets a little separation here and if you just keep an eye on uh uh as how said the two uh you know she's going to get underway here but you know it's just just look at the look at just look what happens in the stretch you know the, the six just kind of is is pretty much clear all the way and now the two is Way wide, <laughs> yeah. He's about eight wide here, trying to make up ground, and uh, you know this. I give the six credit, you know the six. That was a good ride, and and the race was there for the stealing. But I just think you know the horses that get away with that are, are tough, in my opinion, tough to play back. And uh, yeah, you'll see and here's the three seven. horses.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's the seven in between, and the one Caravelle is is back here. But I don't know if everyone. Let me just go back again. I'm sure people saw that as yeah. there was a there was a major study. Um actually it was right before mm-hmm. this. Let me show that. Right here, watch the one and two, Paul, and everyone else, as I'm sure a lot of you saw. Here's Caravel, oh boy, right here study. Yeah. And then Miss J. McKay study. I mean, this was gift wrap for Robin Sparkles, uh, Paul. Right. I would be shocked if she wins this race. Absolutely shocked.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I would In too. Day. And 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 odds wise, you know, she was twenty one to one last time. She's six to one morning line. This time, yep. so you know, you yep. gotta—that's the old, you know, uh, miss the wedding and be there for the funeral with with this sauce.
0: Pete, any final thoughts for you on Miss J McKay, who you have on top, and then please talk about uh too sexy for Clément, also, right? Yeah, he's got two in here.
3: Yeah, no, I, I mostly everything that Paul said, and it's one of those. Okay. It's a, definitely a trip. Miss J McKay is definitely one of those trip runbacks where you, you you see that bad of a trip and a horse that's still closing and also has races in the past that that can beat this field. So it's not like it's it can't win under other circumstances. And then yeah, two sixty with Clement. You know, I like Rosario. Anytime you can get Rosario, and somebody mentioned that, I think uh, here. Joey, this one's easy. Fine, Rosario on a turf sprint <laughs> yeah. and single. I, I, I kind of like that. I like that it was off the debut, and it wasn't the, the best of races, but also it was a slow break. Um, was a little bit was a little bit wide. Didn't get the best of trips, but yeah. definitely, if you look back at last year, I mean, you see, it's got that ninety-seven three back. It just has races that can beat this field. So if it can get back to that form off the long layoff, then I yeah. think. And I have a, I had a stat where Clement and Rosario were 30% wins 53 in the money and turf stakes at Saratoga. So having Rosario back on this horse is, is a plus I think. And I think this one just, I think the board is going to be, you know, I think this one could float up a little bit and potentially this could be a nice price to have
0: on there. Uh, a few quick things. And then Kyle will let you talk about the one um, people need to listen, follow me on Twitter because as, as I've said on the show, somewhat discreetly but um, i've got a little intel with the clement barn and i'm going to try to find out for everyone on saturday before the races how they feel about the five and the six so that's number one number two um well they have three in there howard don't forget to ask about the eight because they have the eight as well We'll we'll do thank you paul for that and by the way this is very tentative i don't want to hold his feet to the fire in case he hears that i mention this very tentatively, we're hoping to get Miguel Clement on Tuesday Night Live, by the way. We'll be our, hoping to get him on as our guest. Of course, son of Kristoff, an assistant trainer, does an amazing job. So I'm married to uh, Acacia uh, Courtney Clement, of course. So we're hoping to get Miguel Clement on next Tuesday Night, guys, which would be pretty cool. So I just want to mention that as well. Kyle, this time you and I, sir, are thinking alike. Um, change of control. Really nice Philly. Uh, as honest as they come for C.J. Hernandez, who knows the horse.
1: Yeah, and for, for better or for worse, as we always say, right, Howard? But um, yep. coming out of the last uh, few races, Casa Creed and the Jiper ran by everyone. Didn't run by my horse in that race. My horse was a little <laughs> bit farther back. But uh, last three races for this uh, horse, can he's definitely win this race. I think this horse, again, is this, this one horse where he lets everyone go by. He sits the trip in the pocket. If he can get the trip and swing
0: tip she, out, she, she, she. I did it too. We, we gotta. I'll, I'll speak for everyone. We apologize. On behalf of mean, <laughs> we need to work on making sure we call the horse the correct sex. Go ahead, go ahead, Kyle. I gotta uh, correct it though.
1: The cardinal sin. You're right. Um, but she. Uh, she. If if she runs her race and right behind these horses and gets the trip to tip out, I believe this horse is definitely very dangerous and, and is very capable of winning this race, if not by a by a few lengths.
0: Kyle, I sort of feel like she's the class of this race. that that's, mm-hmm. that's my feeling. Now, everyone knows uh, on this show, if you don't, you haven't been paying attention, my affinity for turf sprints, or shall I say, Paul, my lack of affinity for turf sprints. I'm just, I'm spreading here, everyone. But I do think the one is the best horse, Kyle. And if somehow C.J. Hernandez can get the trip, I think she is the most likely winner. I've also got the, I've got the six and second, as everyone can see on the bottom of the screen um that trip the problem Pete and paul and kyle is everyone saw that trip right so hmm. she, i mean she could be the favorite in fact i think she might be the favorite wouldn't shock me at like i was
3: i was surprised she was 4 to 1 off that trip because i thought the same thing you did everybody yeah, was on that right? as a bad trip so i, I i'm with you i, I was surprised it's I, at the
0: Mad cat it's it's right blah 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 it's just yeah everyone saw that trip and i just want to mention the 7 who we haven't really mentioned yet illegal smile uh, this horse is very capable too. Has a lot of speed. Wesley Ward. There's just a lot. This, this is a spread race, right? Uh, Pete, would you agree with that?
3: I do. I I've spread. I spread for sure. Okay. I forget how many deep, but I think I went right. about. I went about five or so.
0: All right, Paul, spread for you also. We'll get to your ticket later, but.
3: Yes, I was uh,
0: three or four. Yes. Okay. All right, and Kyle, you're spreading also, I think, aren't you? If I recall.
1: No comment. <laughs> okay. We'll get back to that. Yes. All right.
0: Let, let's get to the big one guys or what what most people would tout would be the big one as I go ahead and show the picks on the screen. And I don't know how long we need to talk about this race because if, if everyone of course you see the picks on the screen, we're all sort of going with the captain obviously. It's the Alabama. It's the Grade 1. They're going a mile and a quarter. That's very important to understand this Alabama which is basically the uh you know, it's the Travers version for the three old Phillies for the summer. It's the midsummer derby for the Phillies. Uh, they're going a mile and a quarter on the dirt, six hundred thousand dollars. We see a lot of the usual players here. Guys, this morning line completely blew me away. I mean, I could not believe this morning line. And I'm not saying David Aragona is wrong. I just wow, nest one to two. Oh. for Todd Pletcher and Irad. Um Paul, I'll have you go first. Um, if, that seems what, would you have, what would you have made her?
1: Yeah,
0: um, Three to five, four to five.
2: Uh, I think if she were in the Travis, she'd be like seven to two, um, let alone with this group. Really? Seven to oh, two? This, look at the, the big question when you run three-year-olds or anyone for that matter at a mile and a quarter is the distance, right? Well, okay. Well, wow. that Abil- question's been <laughs> Well, it does, but th- that it's not. Put it this way, it's a it's a question with everyone except her, because she did a pretty good job at a mile and a half against the boys. You know, look, it's Saratoga, and anything can happen. But and I think Secret Oath is a nice horse. I'm not so sure if she's maybe going the other way. But would I be shocked if Secret Oath won? No. Would I be shocked if anyone else won? I mean, I guess gerrymander could be up and coming. But again, first time around two turns is going to be a mile and a quarter at Saratoga. I don't know. I I think this horse is as close to a stone cold lock as you can get.
3: I was more. Yeah, I was more shocked that. I don't know if you were talking about this, too, Howard. I was more shocked that gerrymander was the second choice just on name (laughs) recognition. You figure Secret Oath would be the second choice.
0: Yeah, I, I I knew that was I knew one of you guys would, would bring that up because you're all sharp handicappers. That that surprised me too. But you know, people love the the win by three and I like the secret win. oath seems like she I mean guys, I was there and I singled Secret Oath stupidly like a MFing idiot that day. Um but you know, really, and I was completely wrong a month ago. But I mean Nest was, you know, even money basically and secret oath was, was was 6 to 5 if you recall that race i mean so i guess the question pete is is secret oath regressing is that just a one off i mean if you eliminate the last race that they ran which i know what you're going to say you can't do that well if, if let's just let's just no i do that let's yeah, just toss sometimes. that race out why why can't secret oath win this race and why should dust be 1 to 2 but because of one race now we're saying is that i mean i don't know
3: I mean, I think with Secret Oath, the the thing that I would, if I wanted to bet Secret Oath, what I would hang my hat on is Secret Oath isn't the type of horse that'll be sitting a half length off. Uh, you're looking at the at the time form there, 145, 146. That's not Secret Oath's game. Secret Oath's game is more of a sit sit a little further back and then make that one run. So yeah. I think if you looked at it and said, well, maybe she was just compromised because it was a short field. She was doing something. She knew she had to stay close. You know, Sayez yeah. knew that he had to keep her close. And she was doing something that she just naturally wouldn't do. And in this race, there is, I mean, without looking at the, let me look at the pace ratings again. I mean, you have Nest is the fastest by time form, but I don't think Nest is like a, a guarantee need the lead. I think it just inherited the lead in the last one because yeah. she's so good. She could do it. And, and there wasn't a lot of speed, I think, in that race, if I recall correctly. So no, well, I don't, I mean, I don't think, it, oh, go ahead.
0: Well, I was saying, Nest actually outbroke Secret Oath in that race, which people were sort of surprised by. I'm not going to watch the. We're not going to watch the start. And then Secret Oath, I was right on the rails. Secret Oath sort of rushed up and just never looked comfortable at any point. Pete, I think you make an excellent point. I think Secret Oath is taking back a little bit in this race. I'm going to try to come from behind. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, uh, Paul, I, I'm sure you're going to be right. I mean, Paul, Nest is going to win. I have her on top too. Paul, is this? Uh, nest is a lone a and no one else as a seat like just stone cold single and move on paul and your abc
2: no i'll use gerrymander and secret oath C's, just okay. in case
0: okay um kyle let's talk about gerrymander you've got second i've got second i'm a little higher on gerrymander than i think well pete what would you do in your abc real quick
3: i'd probably uh I'd probably just go nest. I think, I, I think I would just go nest and take the shot because not that okay. I don't think she can lose, but at some point he'd just take a stand and just try and save, say, push the value to one of the other races, which I think okay. are a lot
0: tougher. And no C's at all for you, Pete.
3: Nah, I'm more of an AB guy okay. anyway. I don't I only do the C's as much.
0: Okay. Pete, as I talked to Kyle, if you want to bring us some comments, Pete, whatever you, yeah, I will. Us there. There, there are a lot of comments that we haven't, we, I feel like we're disrespecting our audience a little bit tonight. Kyle, I don't know how strong you feel about gerrymander. I'll let you talk about gerrymander first. She has not gone around two turns because, of course, that mile sixteen, the Belmont is one. But boy, she looked really good. I know it was a small field. She got a ninety-eight buyer, which absolutely fits in this race. Um, how good is she, Kyle? Can she actually win this race?
1: I mean, it's just again, it brings out that pace scenario. Personally, I I just don't. I know she's keen, and people are talking about she's keen running with. I I, I don't even think she can run with Nest. I mean, just that last race alone, both mile and ace at Saratoga. Granted, she's keen was in a main special weight on the lead, but a half mile, to fifty and four almost, yeah, and I... Ness ran it in forty seven and two. I mean, I know that people are looking to her to try and you know try and get to nest on the lead because I, I just think Ness is going to inherit the lead again here personally. Really? but going back to going back to Jerry, I just don't. I mean, whether she's keen runs with her or not, I just don't think she's keen keeps up with her at all gerrymander i know can run with her as well and i think gerrymander might just sit to her inside i just think ness sits that uh that outside trip even if if she if gerrymander gets with her i just think ness sits that outside trip runs by her but um gerrymander like i said i know the two turns is the question here for this horse but the last race she ran that one turn she did it well she beat some really nice horses in both shahama and juju's map i mean like I said, the all the signs are pointing up for this horse, but I just I'm gonna take her definitely underneath. I just think Ness is too good in this one.
0: Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but gerrymander is a half to a pretty interesting horse. Do you guys see? How lone about rock, lone, right? rock? Yeah, how about lone, lone rock. rock? I would like some distance. Marathon <laughs> distance. Guys, here's my feeling about this race. Um, Ness is obviously the horse to beat. I'm not saying anything interesting. Uh Nick Feldman. Nick Feldman, you are the man. Because he- here's what I think is going to happen, guys. I, if I were Chad and, and Rosario and Klervich, I would say just go. Just go. Let, mm-hmm. let Ness take back if she wants a little bit. I think Sick Girl is taking back. And you know what? Just uh, be aggressive and try to wire the field. I think gerrymander is very dangerous here, guys. I'm using, as of now, I'm using Ness as an A. I've got gerrymander as a B. I-, I really think she can upset this field. And I got Secret Oath as a C. I'm a little bit off the Secret Oath bandwagon. Um, Pete, I think if you can beat Ness, which maybe you can't, but if you can, if Ness loses, I want to be alive in the pick five. I guess is what I'm trying to say. So that's why I'm using gerrymander as a B. That's gonna cost more money though.
3: Yeah, I mean you have to make that call. I mean it's a risk. You can't sometimes though you you have to risk the money and not worry about losing sometimes where you just have to make the call. But I mean, there's no argument. I, I think it's a good argument. I just think the problem, the good thing with nest is a nest can sit close. So she's not going to be necessarily pace compromise or even if gerrymander gets on the lead, I think nest can sit close enough and then pounce as opposed to like secret oath. If you're relying on her, where you need her to, you need some speed up front. She has to get a good trip. She has to get in position. Whereas nest seems to make her own trips. So that's why I'd be a little bit more confident in her, but if she lost, I wouldn't, I mean, she's not the greatest thing that's ever lived. Like she's not, you know, she's not guaranteed to win, but I just think, you know, I think she just, she's better than this field and it's not the greatest of fields in the world. Like
0: like Paul, you brought up the Belmont. I mean, she, she ran great, but that Belmont was, eh, I mean, Mo Donegal. I mean, what she got 95. I I don't know. Me. I, this is gonna be fascinating. If Nest runs off the screen, I'm gonna honestly say I'll be surprised. I really think this is gonna be a horse race. I don't know how. I don't know with whom. I'm guessing gerrymander. I just think one to two is crazy to me. Crazy, crazy low. I don't know. We're gonna see, Nick. uh... yeah, yeah he's right. You end up chalky
3: if you depending on who you like, and then yeah, he is right.
0: Yeah, I I I, I tell you what's gonna happen for me on Saturday. I'm either gonna I'm either gonna get really paid my pick five like I should have because I effed up last weekend when I guys I couldn't spend thirty dollars on two C's. How stupid for seven thousand dollars.
2: You didn't so need stupid. two Cs.
0: No, no. Well, for to to throw in two whatever, one C. You know what I mean. But I was gonna go with the two whatever. I don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares. No one's you can't,
3: ex- you can't explain stuff. away stupidity. It's okay. Don't worry about it. You
0: can't I, mean, I had to get the shit say. out of it and then hey, I yeah, was and now I get cheap. How stupid am I? But anyway, this Saturday, I'm either going to be cashing really big or I'm going to be out early because with the Moonlight, is not going to be an A, and a Ness is an A, but I'm using others. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to the next. Boy, was I upset at myself last week, guys. Let's move on uh, to the last race, which is a very tough race, race 11. As you can see, I thought this is the toughest race of the sequence, actually, in my opinion. Agreed. Although yeah. I actually have a strong opinion, even though I think it's a tough race. Mile of 16th, whoop, let me go here. Sorry, guys. I want to do that. Is this race 11? Okay. Big field, mile 16, 35 claimers, uh, non, three-year-olds Um, or non-winners of three lifetime. I think they're on the inner. You guys can check. I can't recall I if they're on the inner or not. Uh, field of 10, sorry, field of 11, excuse me, field of 12. Holy crap. Uh, with some also eligibles that could get in, and some main track onlys. I think the weather, Paul's the weather gonna be? Have you guys heard? of I think the weather's gonna be okay this weekend, if I recall. Yeah,
2: th- I heard there's no n- no sign of rain until at least Monday is the latest
0: I've heard. Wow, so things are getting firm, firming up again. Moyline favors the number seven Aviano, Pletcher, and Irad. Kyle, let's start with you. Um, Kyle, you got six seven four and some knucklehead. Who hosts the show also is six seven four. So let's just hope that we are right, man. You're going with yep. the New York bread, and I'm I'm embarrassed for Paul that he doesn't have the New York bread on top. I'm I'm very disappointed with Paul that he doesn't have the New York bread on top. But anyway, Saratoga Flash. What does he like about this one, Kyle?
1: I just I love the switch from I mean, I know McCarthy is a great Jackie. I love that Castellano's gotten this horse. He's riding hot. This horse is perfectly suited for the mile and the sixteenth. Just the perfect post again. It's just that pace. I just don't, really don't think. Was there that much that much haste? I can't even remember at this point. But I really don't. In think, this race, not yeah. really. You yeah, see,
0: he's got a one He's got a one Oh four, one Oh four early time form. The only one that tires. I think there the was. Eight, right? I mean, you look at. I mean, no, seventy nine. I thought there was someone else.
1: The eight was the
0: 108.
3: Yeah, Kyle, my question was, my wonder was, would the six break and then would the eight try and break and pass or would the eight sit outside and let the six go? I think that's my, because I like the six a little bit too with you. So I just don't know what's going to happen with that pace scenario.
1: Personally, I just thought, I thought the eight was going to outbreak the six, get in front of him. And I thought the six was just going to take to the outside, is personally what I was thinking. And I think this horse, again, is just going to sit that trip, just that stalking trip right off the speed. And I think he just, gets the first jump on everyone. And like I said, Aviano, I I mean, he might be three to one, but I wouldn't be surprised if this horse goes under it. This horse obviously wants shorter than a mile and a quarter in his last race, but I don't want to take everyone's thunder. And Pete, I don't want to steal your thunder with you at the seven on top. But I just think six gets the first jump, and I think the switch to Castellano and that, that good trip, I think is going to take him to the wire. Pete, thoughts on uh,
0: on. Kyle said about the seven who I have second, you have on top and oh, Paul actually has nowhere. Interesting.
3: Well, the seven's sort of funky. Cause you don't, it's not often you see a 77, 77, $775,000 purchase. Yeah, That's running in, you know, a little wow. bit higher level allowance races. <laughs> now all of a sudden dropping, what are we in? Made in 30. Is that what? not this made, five, not made five, in 30 35. claiming 30 I mean, claiming 35, 35 is what I meant. Yeah. So it's, it's a little bit suspicious there, but yeah. I, I do think just on, just on form. I mean, even that last race, it was a it was a dog crap race, but it was going a mile and a quarter. Two of the I think lost to two of the horses who came back and won yeah. with 96 buyers. So there's there was quality in that race, even though he was wide. too. that was just a disaster. He was wide. Race. Yeah, I don't think it was the best of trips. And then so it I think though money, if you go too back, money.
0: P two is five to one. And we took money Yeah, in and
3: a race. pretty in a pretty solid field if you look at it. And then Very you know, Pletcher's job. okay. He's not great. He's a little bit under in like allowance to claim drops on the turf. But I just thought that this one. It's hard to leave out because even though the drop is suspicious, it's just classier and hasn't it's not like it's run badly at those upper levels. I mean, that run two back was pretty good. So it's it just seems like one that that should be on the ticket. But this is sort of a spread
0: for me anyway. Um, hey, Vale Place, take it easy, buddy take it easy I did, I did i did have i did have a lot of winners on the blog so what i'm pissed about is that i just didn't throw some seahorses in the cash for seven thousand. but i'm just having fun with you Vale. place listen i i have to be critical myself if i could if i consider myself a good handicapper and better so i i was right on a lot of things last week i just should have added some c's very simply although this is a good Neither oh, one ahead, of those Tom. horses looked even possible to me, but it was a two-year-old Philly race. So live and learn, right? Um, I'm sorry. What did Matthew say there? Uh, no, that was
3: a good point, too. It was the Churchill yeah. turf, which has been a little funny, so it ran its best yeah. race winning. But you know, I think it still has – even the race four back, I think, could, could beat this field. So yep. Yep. I think it still has races that could beat this
0: field. Paul, I got a question for you, and then he, I'm, Paul, I want you to talk about the four because I think the four is interesting. My question, though, about before I talk about the four here, is on the six, Paul. In your – uh expert opinion is a horse that comes from a state bred optional 45 N 2x and by the way he was not in for the claim for those people who don't know do you see those ends a lot of people don't know this i just want to bring it to the, these dash ends mean they are not in for the tag just want to let people know that in case people didn't understand that uh from the Is this a drop down? is my big question, Paul, from state-bred optional 45 N2X to open company 35K? What's your opinion on that?
2: I think it's pretty lateral, Howard, and and I think this might have something to do with the condition book. And and I don't have it in front of me, obviously. But, you know, there may not have been a state-bred race uh, in those conditions to run them in. This is a Sacatoga stable horse. They're all Saratoga people. They like seeing their horses run at Saratoga. So this might be a case of, you know, this is an opportunity to run the horse in this rate That's purely speculation. But as far as the the answer to your original question, you know, optional 45 state bred Norman is a two other than to, I, I don't know. I, I think the way the New York program is, you could maybe consider it a slight drop, but nothing, you know, I wouldn't consider it anything. Uh, appreciable. I, I think it might have more to do with the connections. All but right, Paul, the seven, hu- the seven on the other hand, Howard. Yeah. I mean, this looks like a fire sale, doesn't it? That he was in two sure optional claimers. <laughs> they they protected him twice. He ran third and he ran ninth. Yeah, he won. You know, he won a hundred and twenty-three thousand dollar race at Churchill two races ago, and now all of a sudden they're willing to lose him for thirty-five. Uh, that this you know, has. Well, wh-
0: one thing that I've improved on a lot, and, and, and there are certain things in handicapping that I have always felt like I've been pretty good at, to be honest, and there's others that I frankly have not been good at and have learned over the years. One of the things I've I think I've done a good job over the years in improving is finding these kind of sneaky angles. The seven is owned by Eclipse Thoroughbreds. I mean, they, they they look to get grade ones, like they don't I'm not saying they don't care about the horse, that sounds disrespectful. But you know what I mean, Paul. They've got other horses they're more interested in. So, although it's a fire sale, I don't think it necessarily means the horse can't run. It's just they've got other horses in their barn that they really want to pay more attention yeah, to. Yeah, no, you know? it means that Todd's
2: planches is going to use the stall for someone else when this horse yeah. gets cleaned.
0: Well, They paid man, seven the seventy
2: five. They were looking for a graded stakes winner.
0: Yeah, now the four is the same thing, Paul. I need your help. You've got this four on top. I've got him third. I have to be honest, I did not know what to do with this horse, because this horse feels a little bit like the 7, right? I mean, this is a total fire sale. The horse was... This is a three-year-old, right, Paul? A three-year-old who (laughs) was staked, and you would think has some potential, and they're just completely giving up on this horse for 35. I thought this was even more of a red flag than the 7, but maybe I'm wrong. To Convince me that I'm wrong.
2: Well, you know, I'd have to see what the auction price was, because he... He is not there's nothing listed here. I mean he the seven was bread.
0: he was a homebred.
2: Yeah, and the the seven was paid seven hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. Yeah, for, yeah. You know my feeling on the four is it's about race flow, and I think Kyle was onto something. Uh I think Lascano was very aggressive, and I think this race is begging for a jockey to be aggressive. And I think that this horse is gonna be, if not on the lead. Right around, very close to the lead, despite what those running lines look like. I think again, this says the classic makings of Lescano, just being aggressive. Uh He only rode the horse once, and it's by far the, the the closest the horse has been to the pace this year. Oh. So, yeah, but he's
0: he's not really an early speed type. I mean, when he won, I mean, you go back to that number two back. It was, it was third
2: out of league. ten. He was third out of ten, two back, and I think that's
0: what you're going to be looking at here, something okay. like that. All right. so my last question is for for Pete. Pete, how do you decipher between the four and the seven in terms of they're both, I mean the seven was a big big, uh, purchase price, but they're basically horses that you would think have potential and they're both taking big drops, so how as for the handicappers at home and listening at home, how do you decipher between which one is more live than the other?
3: I mean, I think it's hard because I think it's hard to when you get into the and you get into the, the game of trying to figure out owner trainer mindset and and purpose, then you're you're it's a guessing game. So you can guess and you can think, well, wow, I mean, the seven does look worse to me just because it's such a huge drop. They paid so much. Has not it made? It's not like it made that money back up. It's way off from that. So that one looks a little more suspicious. This one just looks like, hey, You don't know sometimes. Sometimes you just want to say, you know what, we're just going to get this one out. We're going to make a little bit of money off of it. And and we're going to be happy with it again. Not that it's a bad horse. It can't be that bad. It ran. I mean, two back. It ran a a nice winning race and an allowance. Ninety two with an eighty five buyer. So it's not like it's coming out of um, multiple poor performances in a row. So
0: Ralph, Ralph Conte, Ralph, thanks for joining the show. I know you've been uh, typing a lot of things in. I mean, yeah, the buyers absolutely fit. Kyle, last question, and then we're going to go to our pick fives. I want the four. Did, was anyone, were any of you guys, I'll Kyle, I'll address it to you, but I'll address it to Pete and Paul if you guys want to chime in. Anyone worry about the quick turnaround? Coming back in, in two weeks. Now, the Saratoga meet is over soon, so this sort of feels like a Bray. you just want to, like, get one more race into him. like they're squeezing a race in at Saratoga. I, I don't, Kyle, I'm telling you, I, this four, I just, I had a lot of bad vibes on the four, more than the seven for me. I mean, I, I could be wrong. I don't know.
1: I mean, I don't disagree with that by any means. I mean, it's always that type of thing, especially when you have fully Saratoga guys such as like Sakitoga that just love racing horses at Saratoga. They just want to get more and as many races as possible. And with the meet ending soon, it could be that. I, I just it's the, you guys mentioned it right. It's the same thing on the four and the seven. It just looks it's so, it looks so suspicious on these types of drops like this. With the four, with the seven winning a hundred twenty-three thousand allowance on the Churchill turf, and the four winning a ninety-two thousand on the Belmont turf. I mean, it's just that same type of thing. Like I said, it's just use these horses at your own risk. Obviously, yeah. there's no saying they can't win, like Howard said. But I think these angles are something you definitely have to keep in mind when looking at these horses.
0: Pete, do you have a quick turnaround stat on Abreu or Paul? Either one of you have? Yeah,
2: hey, uh, I just Paul? did it.
1: Uh, Abreu did it up, seven. Seven to 14
2: days, 0
0: for 13. Ooh. Uh, Pete, how? Now you're you're our stat guy, Pete, for the show. 13 is <laughs> not a big number, but 0 for 13 is pretty bad. 0
3: for thirty. I mean, if it's 0 for, <laughs> 0 for always, you know, for, I mean, but then you, you win one and now they're whatever that is. You're the math guy. You, they win this 14. one and then you're 1 for 14, which is what? Yeah, you know,
0: that, that, that's a little, little about, better than 5%. A little better
3: than, yeah. So now it doesn't look as terrible. I mean, I've lost many times with an O for something stat and yeah. the horse comes through. But I mean, this is also a race. Don't forget, we're not looking at this saying either one of these horses, even if we're picking them to win, we're not saying they're stone cold locks that you should be singling. Yeah. It's a garbage race with yeah. a lot of garbage horses that have a lot of questionable performances. I think it's a bit of a spread to me. Like when I went through it, I was like, I don't like anybody in this race. Well, I there thought you this- go.
0: There's your by the way. I want to give a shout out to Temple Bailey. I don't know if Tempe, Temple Bailey watches the show, but for those of you that have followed me on Twitter, Temple Bailey's on Twitter a lot. She follows me. Um, uh, shout out to uh, Temple, who actually, if you if you go on Twitter, um, Temple uh, tweets out pictures of like after she watched I, actually, I know Temple watches the show. And then, like you, you see the notebook that Temple has of all our picks. It's pretty cool. But anyway, shout out to, to Temple out there. Um, oh, we got we got a pet sighting, Pete, in the background. Look look out! Yeah, she's killer she, animal in the I, background. Look I'm just out.
3: hoping I'm just hoping she doesn't poop or pee back there while we're all watching. That would that, that'd be, be great. That
0: would yeah. be <laughs> absolutely. Oh wait, what wait what is what is the, what is the dog doing? What in the <laughs> she's world? Ready. Uh, she's That's ready. She's ready. Good she, clip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Scott. Here's Pete's pick. <laughs> Here's Pete's pick five, five with one, three, four, with one, five, six, seven, nine, with four, with four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 45 bucks singling nest and spreading the last race and singling the five and, uh, and uh, what's the name? Echo. Yeah,
3: what's the echo. name? Echo something that I'm completely. Echo again. Yes. Echo yeah, again. Yes. Yeah. No, my, so basically I was, as I mentioned, as you can see by my choices in that fifth leg, to me, it was wide open. I want to have some double digit prices on my ticket. Hopefully I, when I, when I handicapped, I didn't have them. I was hoping I had some double digit horses on there because I think it's wide open. I figure you go with nest and just take the shot. She's the best in the field. And then the five in that first leg is just getting so much buzz. And and I thought just looked really good statistically. So I'm going to take a shot, single there, and if, if it craps out, then it becomes a pick four.
0: Uh, Marco, hola qué tal? Uh, just want to throw a shout out to Marco there. Um, I like your single there. Um, I actually like both your singles. Um, you're going to need some prices though, other than those two. I would have a feeling, but you you obviously have a ticket there where you can get some prices, Pete, or you can yeah. press up. I suppose, Paul. Let's go to your ticket. Paul's got one three four five with one three with five six eight with four, with four, six, seven, ten. Paul, give us your thoughts on your tickets sir.
2: Well, again, I'm obviously not thinking that Echo again is a stone cold lock because if I go four deep and a six to five wins, it defeats the purpose. But uh, I, I think that's still a maiden special. I think there's a chance to get someone there. But Nest is my single. I almost went single with Wonder again and went four deep in that we talked about the uh, – the Smart and Fancy being a spread race, I almost went four deep there and used the third Clement. Uh, I only used two, so you can pretty much bet that the third one will win. Uh, The other, other.
0: We've seen the other, other, uh, other uh, win a few times this summer, haven't we?
2: Many times. But, uh, and, you know, I I think, again, four deep in the last leg is hopefully enough, but maybe not. No one's going to be surprised if there's a $40 winner in the last leg. You. You just hope that you could be spread enough to have them.
0: By the way, we didn't talk about the time in the last race. I feel bad. Pete and Paul, real quick, real quick. You guys both had the ten, I think, in the mix, who was a closer, who was really wide last time. Did you want to mention for the viewers anything about, is it the time that you guys thought was yeah, it's, right?
2: it? Yeah, he, he did. You know, he, I think he, I'd have to look at the race, but I'm pretty sure that he came out of a race where there wasn't a lot of closing going on. Um, he
0: was like eight wide, Paul, in the stretch.
2: He was very wide in the stretch. Didn't take money. You know, it was, it's, it's Brittany Russell. She's not going to take money. It is a, it is a Zilla horse. That's a partnership that uh, I'm involved with with a few horses. Although yeah. I don't, I don't really know anything about, they, they just claimed this horse uh, four races ago, but okay. um, yeah, I, I just thought, you know, again, race flow, I think it's more likely to be one on the front end, but I do think if it, if it falls apart for any reason, this is the horse and you get Pratt at a big number.
0: Pete, I, 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 we shouldn't have, should have given this horse short shift. I think he's 15 to one. Both you guys had him third, I think, or something. So, yeah, I mean, else, I like,
3: the, I, like I, I like the race four back. It was a, you know, a similar enough company, claiming 30, non-winners to two. And then okay. it had a race back at Saratoga last year where you know, it wasn't the greatest of buyers, but at least it ran here and it closed a bit and it ran a nice race. So I think at 15 to one, if you're looking for a race that could fall apart, like Paul said, I think you need to take sure. shots with some double-digit odds horses.
0: All right, now Kyle is a owner uh, of a few horses. He's got some small pieces of horses, and everyone out there needs to listen because Kyle's been on fire this week. He's got two winners with ownership. Let's see if Kyle can get some uh, viewers and listeners at home with his pick five. And, again, we're going $50 or less. It's very hard, ladies and gentlemen, very hard to hit pick fives with $200 tickets, let alone $50 or less. So we all understand that. We decided to go with a, a smaller amount. To give you know a little uh, lower budget players a chance to play a ticket if they want, Kyle's going one two three four five, with one three five with one six with four with four six seven forty five bucks. Kyle, uh, how much of the board is going to affect what you would do in the first race? By the way,
1: that's that's kind of the thing I wanted to touch on. Is it the like Pete said earlier? It's kind of the, with the board and the with the two year old race in the first race. It always helps. Because you'll always get to see the board as before you make your pick five, so I would it, again looking at the board in these races is it completely imperative. Um, like I said, it, it the if the five takes all this buzz and it's going to be six to five, and like Paul said, if you go five deep in the first and then this one to, this even money shot comes in, that just completely defeats the purpose and takes out a lot of the money that you're going to play, especially in a fifty dollar or lower ticket. So it's going to definitely if the five gets bet down like that, I'm going to definitely have to shorten up. And I'm going to probably take out um, either the Bill Mott trainee. Batflip, like I said, had a horrible race in his first one, so I definitely might be leaving him in, but um, it's going to definitely affect it for sure. And then as I go through the with Moonlight, like I said, as he sits that good trip, he's definitely dangerous. The only one I don't have there is Consumer Spending, who can obviously win. Personally, I just think he has too much to do, but that can definitely happen as well. Going through, I actually went skinny in that turf sprint with Change of Control and Miss J. McKay. I just personally think they're the two class, but definitely other people can win. But I'm going skinny. Nest, Moto Obvious, and then the last race, I'm going to go with my top three picks. Personally, they just seem to be the only three that have done anything substantial on the grass. And take going from that perspective, I'm looking to them to kind of ward off all the bombs in that last race and hopefully we can catch a few mid-level prices five to ones or some and build up pick five to at least about eight times nine okay. times the money
0: okay i got it uh pete glad the dog is okay if you want to show any more comments pete as we end the show from people um feel free as i bring on my here's my pick five ladies and gentlemen look um I, I i i'm playing abc we all know that everyone here on the show does if echo if, if the echo horse is, is 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 taking a lot of money I really would single this horse because guys, there's a lot of other horses in that race that I think want to go longer, and I think this horse has been working like a train. So I'm going very deep in the second, and third legs. Um, obviously, the, the the Lake Placid I think is pretty wide open. I I would use with the Moonlight. I just I'm against her in general against with the Moonlight, and then I have to spread in the turf. sprint. although Kyle, I completely agree with you. In fact, I almost I almost went one six in this race and spread in the last race. I couldn't decide which one to do. I decided to spread in the third leg, but I could easily have just gone 1-6. I totally agree with you. And guys, I've got Gerrymander. Now listen, again, Gerrymander is not going to be used equally on my ABC. But held my feet to the fire with a caveman. I think Gerrymander is up and coming. And the fact that she's bred to go long really has me interested, guys. Like, really interested. The fact she's a half the Lone rock, to me, really moves her up. I don't know if it's going to work out and then i got six seven i i hear what paul you're saying about the four um i don't know i I, just, I i would i would just take my chance with six seven six like kyle said should use his speed seven's probably the best closer and just cross my fingers there's my 50 dollar ticket guys as we wrap up the show here's we coming on our 90 minute mark uh pete and paul i'll let you guys uh jim thanks a lot for watching the show any thoughts about i don't a pick six tomorrow um, anything else going on, uh, Pete and Paul? Any any Travers thoughts for next week? Just anything in general. Got the Queen's Plate Sunday at Woodbine. Anything you guys want to add?
2: Yeah, I would just I would quickly, if we could look back for a bit, and I tweeted this during the week. If you watched last Saturday, there were two really nice stories at Saratoga. Michelle Lovell winning the Saratoga special bringing Damon's Mound up from, from, yeah. from Kentucky slash Virginia. But the 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 Robbie Davis, Jackie Davis, East Avenue story with Hallelujah that seven horse, only at Saratoga. For those who don't know, the East Avenue Racing Syndicate was formed by people during the pandemic, when you could not get into the track, forget about getting in for racing. These are people, Howard, who were on East Avenue, which you are familiar with, Howard, the runs alongside – the uh far turn of the Oklahoma they would watch morning workouts through the fence because they couldn't get in that's how much they love it they they got together they started talking they became friendly they formed a syndicate and they win a race at Saratoga last Saturday the East Avenue racing syndicate and if you saw Robbie Davis who who doesn't win races doesn't have many horses and his daughter Jackie was up on the horse as I said if it happens at Belmont, it's a nice story. If it happens at Saratoga, it's just epic. And it was really – it was one of those many reminders of why it is such a special place.
0: Well, it, it really is. The stories are just incredible. And and I want to say, you know, I'm almost – I'm so – I'm almost tearing up, guys. I'm so honored and blessed as people see the, the um, schedule for next week. I want to tell everyone about Paul Halloran. Paul – I asked him to send me some articles that he wrote for me. The guy sends me three, three, not just one, three actual Sertoga special hard copies. Paul, thanks a lot, man. I, I look forward on, on framing that. I really appreciate it. Pete, you've been awesome with a, a lot of things, with the blog, um, with, 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 the, with the website. You guys are just, you know, have added to the show so much. Kyle, you have come a long way, like I've said, as a host. Not as not with your handicapping knowledge, I knew you could handicap because I wouldn't have you on the show otherwise, but just the way you present yourself on the show as as young guys sort of learning the business from from the YouTube side. guys, I just want to thank you guys so much. I probably don't say it enough publicly for what you guys have added to the show. we have, we continually have more and more subscribers coming on We're I don't know if you guys know by the way, but we're approaching the one hundred and fifty thousand view mark in only about a year and a half of the show. And, you know, I can't be more proud of what we present to you guys. Next week is a big week, gentlemen. I am really excited. Kyle, I'm excited about our live show. And everyone should be watching. It's going to be on YouTube, of course. So we should watch. Really excited about next week. But I wish everyone good luck. First of all, on tomorrow's pick six, which I'm not going to be playing. But if you're playing it, good luck. And very much luck on Alabama, uh stakes Day card Saturday in the late pick five in Saratoga. And if you're playing Woodbine Sunday, with the Queens Plate, good luck. Also, this has been Howard Kravitz, episode one hundred and sixty-nine of the HHH Racing Podcast. For Pete Visco, Paul Haller, and Kyle, thanks a lot, guys. We appreciate it. Good luck this weekend, everyone. Have a great evening. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye.